Hello and welcome to the Almost Enlightened podcast, a show about whatever I want. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and I am thrilled to be here today. I am thrilled to be sitting in front of this microphone presenting today's episode that is all about manifestation. And unlike most of my other episodes in which I do research and write a script and kind of get it right over the week or as right as I think I can get it, this will be one of those rare episodes where I just talk, where that's it. It just comes together. Now, I will tell you that I have prepared for this episode because what's happened is this beautiful synergy of different projects that I'm working on have all come together to conspire to give me enough material, enough ideas to create this very podcast today on the topic of manifestation. So last week, actually just a couple of days ago, I did a cacao ceremony with my wife and the topic of that cacao ceremony was manifestation. And I even teased it at the end of last week's episode where I told you that it might be coming. Well, I was able to do that. We were able to conduct that ceremony. It was a lot of fun. It was beautiful. It was heartfelt. And I think that I have enough information now to be able to actually share it on today's podcast. And in addition to that, if that's not enough, it just so happened that one of the courses I teach to a corporation, we were on the lesson that deals with action and manifestation this week. And so it's like, wow, like I've got this coaching course I'm doing on manifestation. I've got a cacao ceremony I just did. Oh, this is wild. I'm prepared. I'm ready to go for today's podcast. And there is one more reason that I'm doing it this way. And that's because one of the companies that I have, I have a partner and he loves the podcasts where I don't have a script. He says, Alex, that's the way you got to do all your podcasts. And so partner, this episode is for you. All right, let's get rocking and rolling. Manifestation. What the heck is it? We hear that word a lot these days. It's in all kinds of magazines and articles, content. Manifest. Manifest your life. Manifest your reality. Manifest money. Manifest relationships. You hear it all over the place. And to a certain extent, it became a little cheesy to me. Manifestation. It sounds like hocus pocus. It sounds like magic. I wave a wand. I I touch my hat in a certain certain way and I poof, I manifest stuff. And really what manifestation means is that it's simply a sign of something existing or happening. And if we think about that definition of manifestation, a sign of something existing or happening, it actually opens the door to a lot of possibility, doesn't it? It opens the door to everything. So I'm sitting at a desk right now. I am recording this podcast, and I've got a whole bunch of things in front of me, including this computer that I'm working on. One of the things I'm looking at right now is a tall glass. It's got no more water in it, so the glass is there. And if I reach my hand out right now as I'm doing and pick it up, which I really am doing, I have manifest that glass into my hand. It is manifest. It is existing. Or you might say it is happening. It is happening in my hand right now. One minute ago, it was not happening in my hand, but it is now. And therefore, I have manifested the glass in my hand that I just put down on the coaster on my desk. So, 
Manifestation then is something that we should all be familiar with. It's something that we're all expert at already. We all manifest to a certain degree. We are capable of manifesting right now. And manifestation doesn't limit itself to physical objects either. Manifestation can be emotional. Manifestation can be action-based. So I can manifest any mood that I want. I could turn this mood into a mood of frustration and anxiety and anger if I so chose to do so, but I don't choose to do that. Nevertheless, I could if I wanted to. Manifestation is about action. If I wanted to stand up from the seat that I'm sitting in right now, I could do that and manifest that action. Again, therefore, we are all capable of manifesting in the physical realm and manifesting in the emotional realms, the spiritual realms, the intangible realms as well, which is really, really wild. So when we did the cacao ceremony the other day, and when we did the coaching session just the other day, I gave a little thought exercise, and I asked people to do the following. I asked them to imagine a scenario. I would like you to manifest $10 in your hands in the next five minutes. Well, okay. Most people could do that if they carried cash on them. You go into your back pocket, you pull a $10 bill out of your wallet, you put it in your hand and you say, bingo, manifested it. Conversely, if you don't have the money, well, I guess you can't manifest it, can you? Or can you? Ah, well, there you go. You could ask somebody in your family, hey, do you have 10 bucks on you? Yeah, I have 10 bucks on me. Well, can you lend it to me for a couple of seconds? Okay, I will. So you get the 10 bucks. Thanks very much. You put it in your hand. You show me that you've got it. And you say, Alex, I manifested 10 bucks. And that's absolutely valid. There are no limitations to the way that we manifest things. No limitations whatsoever. So if we continued that exercise and I said, manifest 100 bucks for me, you might say, absolutely. I've got 100 bucks lying around the house. I'll go get that. I'll show it to you. I have manifest that 100 bucks. You could also do that with the help of friends, family members. Hey, you got a hundred bucks. I need to manifest a hundred bucks. I'll give it back to you afterwards. Excellent. You could certainly do that. Now, if I said a thousand dollars, it might get a little trickier because most people don't have a thousand bucks in their house, which means that it takes a little bit more effort to manifest a thousand bucks for most people. So you might say, hang on a second, Alex, I'll be back in 30 minutes. So you get in your car, you go to the bank, you pull out your bank card, you go to the instant teller, you put a thousand bucks in, you hit okay, the money comes out, you bring it back and you say, Alex, look at that. I manifested a thousand dollars. And that's awesome. You did it. That is manifestation 101 right there. Wonderful. Now, if I said $10,000, the reality is that most North Americans don't have $10,000 in a bank account. That's just the reality. So you might have a little bit more of a difficult time getting that $10,000. But if you didn't have to keep the $10,000, again, you could ask people for it. Hey, could you lend me $10,000? I need it for an exercise. Well, let's go up to $100,000. In fact, let's blow by that and go up to a million dollars. If I told you, can you manifest a million dollars? The answer for some of you might be yes. And the answer for some of you might be no. No, I'm incapable of manifesting a million dollars. I don't know anybody that has a million dollars. I don't have access to that kind of line of credit. Unfortunately, I can't do it. But if I change the parameters of the question and I said it's a matter of life and death now, 
Your life hangs in the balance. If you don't have a million dollars in 48 hours, unfortunately, it's over for you. Well, that would change everything, wouldn't it? You would change your entire mindset around that million dollars. You would change everything about it. I need the million dollars in 48 hours. So you might ask friends of friends, hey, do you know anyone who's got a ton of money? I need a million dollars. My life is in the balance here. You would do what it takes to preserve your life, I think. All kinds of things you could do. You might start a kickstart campaign online. Hey, some evil maniac wants to end my life. If I can't get a million dollars in 48 hours, will you support this campaign? And you might get people that say, wow, that's uh, terrible. I will absolutely kick into that. And you might be able to raise a million dollars. Anyways, I've gone on long enough on this example, but what I wanted to illustrate is that when it comes to manifestation, each of us has a realm of possibilities. Let's call it a field of possibilities. And that field of possibilities exists where? It exists in your mind. That's where the field of possibilities exists. Because you and you alone can decide that, yes, I am capable of manifesting X, or no, I am incapable of manifesting X. It's your decision. You get to decide where that field of possibilities begins and where it ends. So fields of possibility are related to manifestation. We each have a field, and it extends a certain distance, let's call it. And that field of opportunity is different for every single thing you want to materialize. So people who are jewelers, like my wife, well, her field of manifestation when it comes to jewelry and available materials is massive. It's infinitely greater than our neighbor who is not a jeweler. Right? So everybody's field of possibilities is as great as their experiences, is as great as their knowledge, their abilities, their drive, and most importantly, their imagination. So these are the types of things that influence our field of opportunity. And again, those fields move. They aren't static. They're moving all the time. And have you ever noticed that the better a mood you're in, the greater your propensity to be able to manifest? So if I'm in a crappy mood and you say, manifest me a half an hour of this type of strenuous activity, this type of strenuous exercise, well, it's going to be pretty challenging for me. But if I'm in an awesome mood and I've eaten well the day before and I'm in a go, go, let's accomplish things mood, my field of possibility with regard to manifesting that type of strenuous exercise is actually quite significant. I could do it, no problem. Yeah, give it to me. Give me the challenge. I got this. So I want you to understand that fields of possibility are not static. They move. They move with your mind. They move with your emotions. They move with your mindset. Really, really important concept over there. Really important concept. And here's what's interesting about manifestation. Is that the more adept you get at manifestation in whatever area you choose to focus, the faster and the more likely you are to be able to extend, extend your field of possibilities. 
So practice, experience, allows you to expand your field of possibilities. Let me give you an example when it comes to nature. I have trees in my backyard, a few trees, some nice trees, and I've got some grass as well. And I cut that grass in the spring, in the summer, in the fall time, uh, about once a week. And because I cut it and I, I maintain the yard, there's really no chance that the trees in my backyard are going to grow other trees because I'm constantly cutting any seeds that drop from those trees into the ground and get fertilized and start to grow. So those trees don't manifest other trees. They just don't. However, if I were to walk a few minutes from my house into the forest and I were to look at the ground, I would see small trees beginning to grow. Oh, there's a cedar tree growing. Well, look at that, a maple tree. Look over there, an aspen tree. Isn't that wonderful? All these different types of trees growing. They're unencumbered by people like me cutting their grass. It's a natural environment. The forest is manifesting itself. The forest is growing itself. And it's a simple mathematical concept that the larger the forest, the more trees are going to be growing at any given time right? So the more we manifest, the more we're able to manifest. And I could tell you another example. I'm sure you've noticed before that people who are wealthy are able to build their wealth more rapidly than other people who don't have that same type of money. I've, I know you've noticed this. Oh, the rich just keep on getting richer. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. And you might start to reason that out and you might just say, well, they have lots more opportunity. They can invest and they can do this and they can do that. And you might keep on going on and on and on. How about it's so unfair that rich people can make so much money. And I will say, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you're right. They can do all these things that you can't do. Well, that's because they have the initial capital. They've made that capital. They manifested it somehow. Initially, it could have been manifested in a million different ways. Through hard work, through savings, through investment, through inheritance, all sorts of different ways. But then you've got to do the work. Then you've got to put it into action. But the more you manifest, the more likelihood there is that your manifestation will create more of itself, just like the forest creates more of itself. And it becomes exponential, which is one of the reasons that I'm talking about manifestation today is because when you grasp the concept, when you fully understand it, you can begin to use it and you can begin to observe how it's working, knowing how the laws work. It's no different than nature because indeed we are nature. We are nature as well. So it stands to reason that we are going to manifest more of ourselves. And we do just that. In life, people are being born all the time. We are manifesting ourselves all of the time. So whatever it is you want in life, be it spiritual and tangible or physical, begin working on it and start slowly, knowing that the nature of manifestation is such that it will happen in orders of magnitude. In other words, exponentially. It's a wild concept. 
But again, the minute you start to understand it and realize it, you see it, you observe it, you believe in it, it begins to happen for you. And this is why it's so important. It's so unbelievably important to understand these concepts. So there's something else about manifestation that I haven't touched on yet that's really important. And it's the speed with which we manifest things. So I would say that in nature, there is a probability, there's an expectation of how long it's going to take for things to manifest. Some people call that a gestation period, the period of creation. With a human being, it's 40 weeks in the womb. With a sapling, it takes a certain amount of time before it grows to a certain size. But more or less in nature, it's, known, it's a known commodity in terms of how long it's going to take something to manifest. But here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that we humans have a gift. We humans can do what I don't see all of nature doing. I mean, you never see a maple tree grow the next day and it's 50 feet tall. You just don't see that, do you? And yet... There are human beings that can manifest $10 million in 24 hours. So go figure that one. We have the ability to be able to accelerate the gestation period as a human being. And I think it's important that you understand that as well. So the more adept, the more proficient we get at manifestation, in theory, the faster we can create a gestation period. We can, we can accelerate the gestation period is what I meant to say. That's really, really cool. It's a really cool concept. And it should give us a tremendous amount of faith. It should make us really happy to know that this is the way that it works. Is that by understanding my field of possibilities and working on expanding them, ooh, I'm doing better. I can manifest more more love, more joy, more beauty, more song, more dance, whatever it is you desire. Isn't that a great concept? And then on top of that, I should feel liberated that the gestation period is actually in my capable hands. And again, the more proficient I get at it, the more I practice, the more I manifest, the faster it's going to come. Oh my gosh, what an unbelievable observation. What a beautiful reality. Well, let's go for it. Let's begin manifesting. Let's make it happen. This is where I stopped the first part of the manifestation talk in both of the talks I gave over the last few days. And I said, wait a second, there's more. That was part one. You needed to understand what manifestation is. You needed to understand how it works, what our capabilities are. They appear to be limitless. And now let's look at how to do it. Let's look at how manifestation actually works. And in order to do that, I'd like to look at the concept of time for a couple of seconds, something that I am absolutely going to come back to in the Almost Enlightened episode because I am fascinated by the concept of time. 
But today, the concept of time is going to relate to manifestation. And the question that I asked everybody in those two talks recently was, when did the past start? When did the past begin? And at first, I got a few confused looks. What do you mean, when did the past begin? What, huh? What are you talking about? Well, let's rephrase the question. When did the past begin for you? And you might say, okay, uh, when I was born, that's when the past began for me. Everything started then. And then you might think about it a little bit longer and you might say, well, I don't know, I guess you could say maybe the past began for me when I was in my mother's womb. And then if you really thought about it, you're like, oh, darn, I got to go deeper, don't I? Maybe my past started when my father was born. Hmm, perhaps that's possible. But then he had to be born to somebody, so maybe I was born when all of his relatives, maybe my, my beginning, maybe my past starts way before that. Oh, and all of those ancestors have to come from somewhere. And then you play this game and you start going back further and further and further and further. And you start to wonder, well, where did my past begin? And if you really wanted to, you could take it all the way back to the Big Bang. You really could. And you could say, I don't know, is that when my past began? Is, is that when it began? Or if you believe in creation, fabulous. Is that when my past began? When God created all? Is that when it happened? Don't worry, this relates to manifestation. What I want to say is that let's look at time in a little bit of a different way. And let's understand that time can be looked at in a circular fashion instead of linearly. So when we think of our past, oftentimes we think back to moments in time. Okay, I was born, and then I've got this, this line, this line of continuity that, that stretches and it goes uh, across and, and, and finally links up with the present, but everything before the present on this line is the past. And because we think of it in a linear fashion, what ends up happening is we believe that the past is what creates the future. Well, all of this foundation I built and everything that I am and everything I've created and all of this stuff is what has created who I am right this moment and is going to create who I am going forward. And the mistake we make is that we look at it in that very linear way instead of looking at it in a circular fashion. And when we look at life in a circular fashion, it becomes a little bit different and it becomes a little bit more inspiring. And so you may look at time as an example on a watch. A watch has 12 dashes to represent 12 hours. The clock uh, hands go around all the way and half of a day is done. But the 12 dashes are arbitrary. They're just imaginary, right? They're an institution. And we could put 24 dashes if we wanted to and spin that thing all the way around and bang, one day has happened and it starts over again, right in the same place on the watch starts over again. And yes, there was a yesterday, but today is different than yesterday, but yet that clock arm went all the way around. And if we look out to the cosmos, we can start to see that circular nature of time in all kinds of examples. The planet rotates once every 24 hours, accounting for daytime and nighttime. 
It starts again at the same time every single day. It's just circular. It goes around and around and around. And we make a trip around the sun every 365 days, and then we get back to the same spot again. And yes, it's a different year, but it starts again at the same spot. And even our entire solar system, our solar system is rotating around the Milky Way, around presumably a black hole in the middle of the Milky Way, which explains why many of the galaxies in the universe are circular because they're rotating, right? They're moving, they're circular. So the reason I tell you that, the reason I ask this question, where did your beginning start? is because we have this idea that the past is what creates the future. All of everything we've done leading up to now, the degree I got, the education I have, all of this, that's me, that's me. And yet if we think of life as circular, then what happens is we have a new start at every moment, every time that arm goes around. It's a new day, it's a new opportunity. And what I should have asked when I asked that question, when did your past begin? I should have asked, how did your past begin? That's the important question. And this is how it relates to manifestation. How did your past begin? The answer to that question is the only way you have a past is because you have a now. It's the only time you actually have. The past is a thought exercise, and so is the future. But the now is the only thing that exists right this second. The now, that is the only thing, which means that in order to have a past, we must have a now. And since I'm talking to you in the now right now, everything I have said previously is a result of now, is a result of this moment. It just turns into the past. It's not the other way around. It's not the past that builds up to form the future or the present moment. It is the present moment that is creating the past. Isn't that fascinating? When do you think manifestation occurs? Does it happen in the past? Is it going to happen in the future? No. The answer is that manifestation happens in the present. Manifestation always happens in the now. It happens immediately. As I lean over at this moment to pick up that tall glass that I was talking about earlier, and I have it in my hand right now, it is in my hand right now. It is being manifested in my hand immediately. So the point I'm making about time is that every day is a new day, every single day. And your past is created out of your now. So I'm going to encourage you to forget about the past and everything leading up to the now that really is what's responsible for the creation of your field of possibilities that we were talking about earlier. In other words, your field of possibilities is likely existent because of your conception of who you are that's based on the past. 
And that is why your life is probably circular. You probably manifest the same things you manifest every single day. Your alarm clock probably goes off at the same time every single day. At least on the weekdays, I would bet. If you drive to work, you probably take the same streets to work every single day. When you get to work, you probably say hi to the same people every single day. Your paycheck probably doesn't differ every two weeks. It seems to me that your field of probabilities, your ability to manifest a paycheck, your ability to manifest a wake-up time, your ability to manifest your mood when you wake up at, in the morning and your mood when you go to bed at night is based on the past and based on your habits. And it's not based on what you think now. If you were to create a new reality for yourself, if you were to create a new past, so the trick to manifestation and how it works is to understand that manifestation always happens in the now. Manifestation happens at this moment. And at this moment, I am creating my past. That's how the past is created. So a lot of people say, hey, go create your future, man. Create the reality of your dreams. And I dig that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's create our future. But I will also encourage you to create your past. We never think that way, do we? We think, oh, the past is the past. What a waste of time. Well, the past only exists in the now. So what are you going to do right now that makes your past extraordinary? How are you going to change your mindset right now, right this minute? How are you going to do that? Well, you know the answer to that. You're going to do it right now. You're actually going to go after what you want. How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel about your partner? Because I'll bet you, you feel the same way every single day. You give it the same amount of effort. You say more or less the same things. You probably watch the same TV shows. You probably go on your phone at the same time. You say the same thing to your kids. And it doesn't have to be that way, unless you absolutely love your life, and congratulations if you do. But I'm guessing that most of you listening right now say, yeah, I would love some changes. I would love my life to improve. And I will tell you that you can manifest that starting now. And all it starts with is a thought. All it starts with is your desire from your heart right this instant. And if you hang on to that feeling and you manifest something small along your way to where it is you want to go and what you want to achieve, then I will tell you that you will become the forest that manifests itself. That's what you will become. Because that's what you are. You are a part of nature. You are nature. In fact, I'll take that a step further. You are manifestation. Think about that one for a second. You are manifestation. 
you are manifested. You exist. You manifest absolutely everything in your life, including what you're looking at right now, including what you're listening to right now, and including every single thing you want to do. And all you have to do is create the necessary action that goes with that thought. What are you going to do to push that boulder off the hill? Doesn't take a lot. It starts small, and it increases by orders of magnitude. If you trust, if you believe, if you have faith, we were talking about belief and faith in the last episode, it'll happen. You do it now. You realize that now is where manifestation happens. You realize that you are manifestation and you simply do it. That is the essence of manifestation. That's how you understand it. That's how you do it. And I wish you luck. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I, uh, I love it. I love manifestation. It's so much fun. And you can practice at home on little things. You can begin a new life right now. Start a new circle. Circles are just habits. Start right now. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's manifest together. I've just manifested this podcast. I'll release it tonight. And there it is in the world. Didn't exist 20 minutes ago. It exists now. That's manifestation. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love you all. It is so great to have so many supporters, so many people listening to this show. I don't know when my next episode's gonna be. I'm not too sure if I'm gonna take a little bit of time off. I do wanna slow things down. I feel like I've been going a mile a minute for months now, and I'm inclined to want to spend some time with family to slow down, to not have too many responsibilities on my shoulder. So I don't know. I'm not too sure when the next one's gonna come out. But I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I thank you very much for hanging in with me all year long through all of these podcast episodes, the ups, the downs, the introspection. Oh, I'm all over the place sometimes. I know that. I get that. I appreciate that. It's who I am. But I have a profound love for you, for your support, for your energy, for humanity. And I think 2022 is going to be absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be outstanding. So happy holidays. Thank you very much for listening. And always know that I appreciate you.